What is going on, folks? Welcome to another episode of the Saints and Sinners podcast. Once again, it is Alec, it is Jeremy here to discuss all things New Orleans Saints. Uh, Jeremy, before we dive into uh, what was really a great game all around for this team, probably the best game all around uh, all season from, I think, every position group slash Dennis Allen slash it was a great game to watch but uh before we get into that man how are you doing it's Halloween um happy Halloween dude happy Halloween uh no complaints I mean we got a win finally we shut someone out so all things considered it's a pretty good Monday (laughs) how about you Agreed. <clears throat> cannot complain anymore uh, than you can, man. I mean, this was, this, <laughs> this this was a game. I think the Saints desperately needed. You could not drop the two and six. Uh, yeah, well, no. <laughs> maybe the NFC South you could. Uh, <laughs> Fair. But uh, you know, three and five, you got the momentum on your side now, heading into this uh, second half of the season. Mm-hmm. And I, again, like I said, I think overall this easily, hands down, was the best game this team put together all season so far. Yeah, a lot of the units played better than we've seen all year. <clears throat> I mean, the defensive line itself improved like 20 times over from any other game that we've played this year, so it was nice to see. And it was nice to see it without Lattimore against Devontae. He saw Devontae Taylor pick up and, you know, nut up and play against one of the best in football and stopped him pretty much completely, so I'm impressed. Uh, it's a win that you didn't really expect without Lattimore, or at least for it to be that much of a blowout, but... I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. The fashion of that game being obviously no Marsh- no Marshawn Lattimore. We thought, oh, God, Devontae Adams is in a torch. You know, this young secondary with Paulson and Debo and Alante Taylor. Yep. Um, and that was the exact opposite case. Alante Taylor uh, and Debo both split duties uh, taking on Devontae Adams. And for the most part, both of them held the correction for the entirety of the game. Yep, both of them went out there and did their job, and uh, it led to a shutout of the Raiders, which uh, has not happened for quite a while here uh, for the Saints. They have a shutout at home. Yeah, as you said, I mean, he Oante played the whole game. You saw it on that one of those last plays where Q and Cole got up open over the top, and Oante just shoved him out of bounds in the end zone to protect the shutout, so... He had a hell of a game. I mean, I, I've been saying that I kind of expect him to have a good season, and when he's essentially the cornerback two, cornerback one at this rate, he was taking on Devontae. It's, he's got the opportunity, and he took every advantage of it, so we'll see how that plays out when Lattimore comes back. Right, and I think, you know, the Saints defense was kind of lacking that, uh, that, you know, I don't want to say Chauncey Gardner type player, but, you know, I got a boost, a spark to this defense, and I think Alante Taylor, uh, thrown into the situation, uh, hmm definitely provided a spark this defense needed to shut down Devontae Adams. And, uh, I mean, you mentioned earlier the, the pass rush in this game was tremendous. Uh, we sure. have some numbers here from Pro Football, from pro football Focus that just highlight uh, really just how great the Saints front, uh, front four was against the Raiders. Uh, 17 of the 22 pressures against the Raiders were generated by the defensive lineman Peyton Turner. Of all people, had five pressures. Uh, David Arnimata, Cam Jordan had three. Shot total with two. Davenport, Roach, Street, and uh, Tano each had one apiece. So you saw this defense line get aggressive, and it allowed the Saints to drop Pete Warner, Demario Davis into coverage and not have to rely on seven to get the quarterback. You could get there with four. 
Um, yeah. Yep. It was beautiful to see. It was beautiful to see. I mean, the beauty of it, and they mentioned it multiple times on the broadcast, is we don't blitz anymore for some reason. That they've blitzed very, very minimally this year. Yep. You saw a couple this game where they got home, but it was a lot of these sacks and pressures were four man rushes or even three man rushes, as you said. That's impressive because granted the Raiders offensive line isn't great, but we've played a lot of not great offensive lines this year and have done nothing against them. Yep. So to see that, especially from Turner coming back off his forty seventh injury this year, um it's it's good to see because he's a first round pick. You expect that from a first round pick. So hopefully he can stay healthy. And if he keeps doing that, I mean, you might turn the narrative around pretty quick. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think it's going to be interesting to see going forward how constant can how, how can they keep this up going down the stretch? Because obviously, yeah. in the second half of the season, the Saints probably have a a, a tougher slate. Of games, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, just the teams off the top of my head. I'm thinking about you got Baltimore, who's a, they're very diverse in how they like to attack defenses, you know, because they can hit, hit you, hit you so many different ways. Uh, the Rams with Cooper Cup, we know the Rams are struggling, but I mean, doesn't matter. Still it, Cooper Cup. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, the Rams, despite me thinking they're done and washed, it's like a, you know, they're <laughs> they're a team you got to worry about, nonetheless. Um, yeah. You'll have Tampa again, and and who yeah. knows? Maybe in the second half of the season, then the NFC South gets it figured out, and it's a lot more competitive. And you know, the other three teams are that much better. Carolina, as we saw, mm-hmm. they're not gonna, you know, the trade CMC. They're not gonna, you know, roll over and call it a year. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. I mean, I didn't expect them to keep it that competitive with the Falcons all the way down to the last second and then overtime, but. They looked fine. I mean, they looked like the team that beat us in week two. So, I don't know. Uh, you've got opportunities down the stretch here to take this division. Simply put, I mean, you play each of the teams once more. You play Philly. You play uh, the Browns when they get Watson back. I mean, you're going to have some tough ones here. And it's going to be do or die time pretty much for this team. Yeah. I mean, uh, Baltimore, the Niners, they're going to play yep. uh, the Eagles to kick off mm-hmm. the new year. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how this team responds going forward. Um, one sure. thing I want to mention and I'll throw it to you uh mm-hmm. whatever points you have from the game. Sure. Offensively, uh Andy Dalton had a very great game, 22 30, 229 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. I mean, mm-hmm. like we said before, Dalton is going to be the guy who you're not going to lose the game because of Andy Dalton. Right, and uh, he's an upper echelon as far as those backup quarterbacks are concerned. He's a very, I think, an upper tier backup. You know, yeah. So yeah. he's coming, and he has he, he has got Kamara involved. He's spreading the ball around. Alave him seemed to have a real nice connection going forward. And then I I just, I just have to think, you know, if and when you do get Jarvis Landry back, when you do get Michael Thomas back in that lineup, and allows teams to. You're gonna have to pick one of these receivers to focus in on, and, and the other ones are gonna, you know, do their thing. I think this this opens up, this opens up the offense even more when you get those guys back. Yeah, I'm taking a look at our stats right now. Just as you were saying, Kamara, he had nine targets. We had 23 on the day, and what is he? Five, six, seven, eight. Nine of them were two receivers. 
total because of Juwan had a bunch of them, Taysom had a couple, Kamara had his nine. It's weird. It's like obviously you're missing receivers, but to be able to win like that with 23 receptions on the game across the whole team, that's Mm -hmm. not something you necessarily see very often. Yeah, and I mean, it, 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 you know, Jar- I know Jarvis Leonard played in that London ga- London game, but mm-hmm. since then, the points you put up, 28, 32, 30, 34, and now 24, you put up points without two of your top three receivers. Yep. And Andy Dalton is being very efficient with the football, and, you know, I take out a couple of those throws against the Cardinals where those are just some bad reads, uh, you know, that turn into interceptions. Yeah, yeah. D- Dalton to me has done more than enough mm-hmm. to kind of solidify he's the quarterback of this team going forward. Uh, we we could put the Jameis Winston talk to rest because I think you're seeing how this team is responding to Andy Dalton and how the offense's flow is much better with Dalton at the quarterback. Yeah, it's I I'm thinking it's going to turn into like a Mac Jones Bailey Zapp situation where it's if Andy Dalton has another one of those games like he did with the Cardinals in the beginning and it doesn't turn around it's going to be everyone calling for Jameis pretty quickly, which, I don't know. I, I, I'm at a point where I don't think either of these guys are long-term, so I don't really no, have a sure. preference who starts. Yeah, I, I think Dalton's shown enough to, you know, not make you want to immediately rush Jameis back in and, you know, wet him fully heal. I get that he's practicing, but mm-hmm. I don't think a broken back heals that quickly. So, uh, I mean, I, I'm fine with Dalton for now. I have no issue with it. He's, you know, been able to feed Camaro, which is – kind of the primary thing I wanted to see that was kind of missing the last couple of games. So I'm all right with it. I have no issue. <laughs> I mean, look at this. Alvin Kamara, 27 total touches uh, over. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing quick math here. Hold up. Because uh, I don't I do not do math. Almost 160 yards total offense. Yep. Um, three touchdowns. I mean, this is the game where <laughs> I, I'd be after last week. You know, they said Kamara. You know, stepped up vocally as a leader and kind of you know talked to the guys. And you know, you seen him all this week. Uh, was in the locker room. He, he said, you know, yeah. Drew's gone, Payton's gone. You know, those guys. They were great. They did so many great things. They we know what they mean to this team of the city. But at the end of the day, they're not here. You know, right. they're, right. they're they're visitors now at that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Speaking for, of which, <laughs> for, Sean Payton visiting, and then we miraculously turn everything around. To, yep, we'll see what that means. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty interesting. Yeah, <laughs> so I would mean, just see Kamara step up. You heard about it all all this week after the uh, Cardinal game, and mm-hmm. um, to see him have this kind of game is just absolutely you, you love to see it because you know we. He's been involved offensively the last, you know, since Dalton's pretty much taken over. Yeah. But now you're seeing the big plays happen with Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I mean, they kept, uh, the again, they said it on the broadcast, but they kept giving Taysom Hill all the red zone touches, so that's kind of why you saw that lack of touches for Kamara in the red zone. But he finally got him. I mean, he didn't necessarily get a lot of runs in the red zone or on third down, but he got a lot of touches regardless because he was receiving for more than any of the other receivers so I don't know it's nice to see I mean with all the trade rumors flying around I don't know if that's good because it's I I, if they're actually considering trading them obviously you're going to get more value back but do you really want to do that now like it's it's weird it's I I personally wouldn't I'm at a point where 
I think he's too valuable of an asset to this team to just. I mean, if you're competing, it doesn't make any sense to trade him. So. Yeah, especially in, in in a division as weak as the South is right now. You know, three yeah. and five, you're one game out of first place. Um. Uh, and first place is the Falcons, and you know, the, despite Atlanta really overperforming what I think everybody expected them to be this year, which yeah. is which yep. is good for the Falcons, you know, but. Right. I don't. We nobody expects them to to keep it up, right? Like this, the third formula can't last. And I think if the Saints get healthy, uh, you know, you get Lattimore back, you get Thomas, you get Landry, um, then I think the Saints might be might be the team to beat in the South once they're at full strength. Yeah, it's uh, to your point about the Falcons. It's I've been thinking about this last night. A lot of the teams entering this year that we thought were going to be bad, Seattle, the Giants, the Falcons, we all thought they were going to be bad, the Jets too. And they're just sitting up near the top of their division or top of the conference even. Right. It's just odd. I I don't know what's going on this year where all of the good teams are not good and all of the teams we presumed were bad or not. I don't know if there's like we're in like a talent deficit in the NFL right now. (laughs) now or what or if those teams are just way better than we thought i don't it's weird it's weird to the nfc in particular because you kind of yeah, look at yeah. the top teams it's like you know philadelphia <laughs> philly you know they're undefeated yes you look at the schedule mm-hmm. you kind of go okay well you know you're beating who you should be beating right right, like, right. and their schedule and nothing against the eagles but their schedule in the second half, does not get any tougher. So, right, th- their toughest games might just be those Cowboys, Giants, and even even Washington at four and four now. Those might be, yeah. those might be the more competitive games you're looking at for the Eagles, where the East just beats up on each other essentially. And Minnesota at uh, five and one, no, six and one, six now. and one now. They won, yep. You know, th- th- we know the Vikings. We know the narrative with the Vikings always has been. You know, they have all this talent. You know, they have Dalvin Cook. They have Jefferson. They have Thielen. Right. It's on. Can Kirk Cousins take him over the top finally? And that Minnesota. That that's 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 the enigma. We just have to wait and see. Yeah. Yep. And then Dallas. I think Dallas. Might, to me, Dallas might be the that, that might be the scary team. Yeah. In all seriousness, yeah. Their ability to win with Cooper Rush is <laughs> it kind of horrifies me to be honest. Because if you can win with that's like us winning with Trevor Simeon and all those backup quarterbacks that you'd never want to see on the field. It's just they look good. I mean, I can't yeah. remember who did they play last night. Uh, they put the well, Dak is back now. Oh, they played Chicago. That's Chicago. Right. Yeah, I just want to see how Dak did so I can. Yeah, twenty-one for twenty-seven. Jesus. He only threw one pick, two touchdowns, two fifty. Oh yeah, Tony Pollard had that crazy game. That's right. Yep. And even before that, Zeke was looking like Zeke of old, and that defense to me might be just the scariest defense in the NFL because Micah Parsons, you know what he is. Trayvon Diggs to me has improved so much more as like a man coverage corner. It's scary. Yeah, he's actually sitting in now. He's not just you know zoning get burned. Yeah, exactly. Like he's getting physical receiver. So. The way the NFC is set up, it's kind of weird because <laughs> only one That's NFC East team can win that division, right? Which means you would host if you win the set. Well, if you do win the South, you're going to host a home playoff game more than likely. I mean, odds are they're all going to make it at this point, right? Not all of them, but the top three. I mean, the yeah. Giants, Cowboys, and Eagles. The yeah. odds are they're going to make it at this rate. And 
with that being said, I feel like the only way the Saints do make it to the playoffs is by winning the division. You're not going to make it in yeah, as a walk yeah. I think. So No, it's too far gone for that point, I think. It's got to be division or nothing. So we'll see. This team, you know, like we've said, they get healthy. You know, Dalton keeps riding the ship as is. That might be enough to win the division. I hope so. I mean, Peyton Turner, like I said, I it's such a weird thing for a guy to just get injured the first year and a half of his career and then come in and put up five pressures and two sacks. Yep. It's cool. I mean, it was good because Davenport's really been... What's the word I'm looking for? Taken off the map lately. Underwhelming. Yeah. In a contract year, yeah. You usually see our guys pick up in contract years. Like with Trey Hendrickson, with Marcus Williams, a lot of those guys just looked phenomenal in their contract year and Davenport really didn't. And he got the least amount of sacks, or excuse me, least amount of snaps last night compared to the last three games. So I think you might see Turner getting some more and more reps here in the near future. And maybe, who knows, maybe splitting up those reps between Turner and Davenport might right. do good for both, keep him more fresh out the field. Uh, and then really in third down, obvious passing situations, you might be allowed to go with Cam Jordan lining up as a defensive tackle with Onyemata and then Turner and Davenport are your ends. So it yeah, might, it might be, front. Yeah, it might <laughs> just it might just allow you to do that now that Turner is healthy and obviously making an impact early on. Uh, I did not realize Turner had so many snaps. He took fifty seven percent of the snaps. That's the way that is. <laughs> and that's uh, impressive. We'll see. I'm excited. Uh you know, Matthew had the pick early on, uh mm-hmm. with the with the Pete Warner uh pass breakup, but I think Matthew is a guy who maybe people are starting to kind of realize now. And I think this is something we knew when we signed him was obviously he was not the same prime Honey Badger that you know we right. were getting. You know, I think right. that last year, maybe a year and a half in Kansas City, you did see a, a small decline. Right, right. And, you know, this first year he's been okay, but obviously you know, he, there like is, elite. yeah, there's been a decline for sure, but Good to see him, you know, with with the with the hand-eye coordination to get that interception and kind mm-hmm. of set the tone for that game for the defense. For sure, it, it, he almost got a second pick there too. I yep. can't remember at the when end. It yeah, was. it was later in the end. Yeah, in the end. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, his missed tackle is the main issue. He's able to make tackles. We saw him finally make an open field tackle against Josh Jacobs. There, he had to like grab. <laughs> Grab onto his jersey and then grab him by the knee just to stop him. But he made an open field tackle, so that's a positive. Uh, yeah, it's he's good. He's not you know the best safety in football. I don't know if he ever was, but right. It's it, it's all you can ask for from a strong safety. I mean, he's doing like half of what the secondary needs to be doing. So I, I can't complain about what he's done so far. Yeah, and speaking of that secondary, I believe you have the numbers for Alante Taylor. Uh, I do. You do have him from Pro Football yep. Focus because hey, I thought him and Adebo played very well on the outside. Yes, uh, uh, Sunday. Rare Adebo game where he plays game. well. The bounce yeah. back, yeah. It, the injury was kind of the concern, I think, and then maybe now he's healed, he's going to get better and better. But we'll yeah. see. Owante allowed four catches for 34 yards on the night. He forced three incompletions and one pass breakup and allowed a 49.6 passer rating against him. And he had three tackles and two stops. I mean, that's... 
I, mean, I can't remember the exact numbers. He allowed like one reception on Devontae Adams on, I believe, five targets. So, I considering the Raiders have some of the better receivers in the game, like you have Hunter Renfro, who's been quality in the past. You have Devontae Adams, who's obviously one of the best there is in the game. Mm-hmm. Doing that as a second-round rookie who got called the leadership guy. He doesn't have the talent. I mean, that's impressive. That's going to prove all those people on draft night that just called him another fucking bust DB an actual... He's, he's quality. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. And I think it's kind of crazy because uh, think about draft day, the first two days of the draft, right? You mm-hmm. know, when the Saints made the splash trading uh, up to take Chris Olave in like... You know, during you know the off season, during the the combine, you know the draft process. I think a lot of us kind of thought like, you know, if we if he's if he's there, they're gonna take a lave. Like a lave, yeah. it seemed like it was almost destined for a lave to come to New Orleans and and team up uh, here. And then when Alante Taylor got drafted out of Tennessee, people immediately said, "Why?" You yeah. know, <laughs> like pretty much. Like we have, you know, we have we just signed, you know, Tyra Matthew, Marcus May. We had. Lattimore, Adebo coming out of a really good rookie year, and Chauncey Gardner, PJ yep. Williams. You, you had so many guys in the secondary. Why why continue to take another DB when you probably could take an, a, a defensive lineman or a linebacker or something else, right? Right. And now here we are, you know, no Mike, Tom- no Mike Thomas, <laughs> no Jarvis Landry, and Chris Olave has really kind of helped keep the offense flowing, you know. For sure. Especially on, it seems like he's almost money on third down when the ball's coming to him. Yeah, he is. And then the last couple games since he's come back from the injury, Alante Taylor has, you know, against DeAndre Hopkins and now Devontae, he's yep. he's held his own when he's been called upon. So kind of crazy to think about where we were at draft night versus now seeing both these rookies contribute. Yeah, I'm. The main thing I'm curious to see now is how Trevor Penning slides in because Hurst has been horrendous, so Penning's going to take that job. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to be real. Penning's going to take that job pretty quick. When he gets back, it, I expect it to be over within three weeks. And then DeMarco Jackson, I have really high hopes for him. I watched a lot of film on him pre-draft. He's yeah. undersized, but holy fuck, can that man tackle. And like right Bill, now, that's Bill kind of what we need. It's like, uh, very well could be. I mean, he's well. You just said he's able to like tackle. And this, so I just assumed. Yeah, <laughs> we we as you saw yesterday with that Jacobs run, where like three dudes whiffed, including a defensive tackle, and I can't remember who they were. But we need yeah. someone that could just wrap someone up in the middle, and that's what Jackson is. He, he's like I said, he's undersized, but he's quite quick. He's able to pass cover, and he's got some damn good arms. He can really tackle so. If he can turn out what we expect from him, like at least a quality linebacker to rotate in and panning pans out, this could be another 2017 class, at least close to it. I agree. I agree. It's going to be interesting uh, just to see how this, you know, the direction this team, like I'm a lot more optimistic about this team seeing them win the way they did against the Raiders. Because the Raiders, they were a top eight offense, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. you know, they have uh, uh, some good players on the defensive side of the ball, and, you know, you just took them to town, nonetheless. Quickly looking at uh, DeMarco's stats here, just <laughs> randomly. He has 90, in his 2020 campaign, he had 91 tackles, 
Six and a half for loss, two and a half sacks, two interceptions, and six pass breakups. I mean, that's all the way across the board impressive. <laughs> so I think he's going to get playing time uh, because you've seen a lot of Caden Ellis recently, and he's been, you know, he got his sack the other week. But mm-hmm. other than that, he's kind of just been a body, <laughs> to put it one way. But I think you're going to see Jackson pretty shortly here. I Was he out for the year? I can't remember what his I, injury ended up being. They put him on IR. I know that. I I, I want to say he's done for the year. I want to say so. Because I believe isn't the rule if you get hurt after. Yeah, I think you're right. The season he, starts because they put him on it early. They put yeah. him on in August, so that must be what it is. Well, we'll see him next year then. <laughs> Hyped about it, nonetheless. Hyped about it. But yeah, Penning should be coming back here in the next week or two because they were saying early November as well. So and it felt kind of weird during the broadcast when they in- introduced the uh, the Saints' offense. <laughs> it was kind of weird for them to say that uh, now the stronger side. They mentioned they highlight the right side of the offensive line between Ranchek yeah, and Ruiz. And Ruiz and yeah, Ruiz. Yeah, Ruiz is good. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird now because like, huh? You know, for all those years, it was Armstead and Pete were kind of your two consistents. Right, no, it's the opposite. Yeah, so, and again, I thought Ruiz had another, man, she's a Ruiz, man. I mean, kid, <laughs> took, a, kid took a lot of heat, you know, these yeah, last couple of years, and between Doug Marone, Zach Streve, Jari Evans, they yeah. made they made him a, a damn good guard, so. Yeah, it's nice to see. I it's mean, good to see. You needed someone other than Ramchick performing, and obviously McCoy's kind of had a back and forth here. He's had some good plays and bad plays. Yeah, so but I, you need someone, and Ruiz stepped up, so I'll give him credit where credit's due. Kudos to that, man. Uh, so before we talk about the trade deadline and some injury updates, uh, any mm-hmm. any any last notes from this Raider game that, that stood out to you? It was coaching, it seemed like, on defense. Like, they almost completely changed what they've been doing. They've been, they blitzed a lot that game. They did a lot of zone, which I was not expecting, and... It just seemed like a different team. I'm happy to see it. I mean, I don't know if that was Sean's influence for showing up during the week or if they just got so pissed that they changed the whole playbook. I don't know what it was, but I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. Yeah. One more note I'll say is I think Dennis Allen called a very – he had a very good game, coaching yeah. wise. Yep. Uh, so, you know, maybe this could be a, a sign of things to come. Maybe Sean coming in for the week and – you know, telling telling Dennis Allen it's more than just players. You, 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 you got you, yeah. You can't rely on the talent, man, because the NFL talent will only get you so far. Yep. Uh, but hey, great win. Division still up for grabs, and we'll just kind of see where where this takes us. But obviously, Tuesday will be the trade deadline. Uh, yep. The Saints could be in the market now, maybe for a running back. Rappaport came out earlier and tweeted to Mark Ingram with the MCL sprain. Correct. It was yeah, it was an MCL sprain, so it's three to four weeks is what they're thinking right now. So, uh, you know they have Jordan Howard and Jake F- or, uh, Funk on the uh, <laughs> practice squad. Um, so, you know, maybe you do kind of invest a a a low pick uh, into somebody, but yeah, I think maybe you just gotta, keep it in house. Yeah, I. You gotta. It depends on what the interest level is, but if you can get Cam Akers for like a sixth or something, I'm okay with that. Or even like him in a seventh for a conditional sixth or something around those lines, 
I think that's something you should always consider. I know he's coming off, you know, an Achilles, which is something running backs don't survive, but you you need some body behind Kamara to take snaps, and I like Akers. Prior to that injury, he was fucking phenomenal. So he had mm-hmm. that game with, like, was it 180 rushing yards or something? But yeah, anyone at this point, I mean, I, I don't really, you know, trust Jake Funk or Jordan Howard to be a reliable number two for the next month. So uh, they could be. I mean, we'll see. It's going to come down to the trade deadline, so we'll find out pretty shortly here. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Cam Akers is the name you mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Kareem Hunt might be a guy a little too high out of their price range, so I don't really expect that. But, I mean, yeah, it's possible. Know, I mean, you could call never and know see. at this point, right? It's going to be a lot of call and see. I mean, you, you have positions you need to fill, so we're going to see a lot of the Saints are talking with blank team about blank player. Right. We, you might not see a lot of actual <laughs> progress, but you might get your uh, – occasional Michael Balco tweet about them getting AJ Green. And a, oh, no, 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 it was Nader. It was Nader Murphyk, my bad. Hey, I, I he said we got AJ Green, I, and then I, the sources were all bad. But Either one of them. It don't matter. It's tough. I, it, that's hard to report. I, nothing against them. That's fucking tough to report. I, I, I understand where they're coming from, so... <laughs> It's tough to report on that stuff. It's You get a lot of conflicting information in your, you know sources so I, I get it right no i get it um so obviously hunt can make sense cam makers can make sense mm-hmm. um even the bills uh, like you have three running backs that are just kind of there <laughs> right like i would even consider zach moss because they have barely used the dude this year yep and Singletary and Cook are obviously your main two there. So, I mean, there, there's options. It's not like there's a lack of options. It's just are, what are you willing to pay for a number two? Yeah, I think uh, maybe even a guy like David Montgomery. You know, it's possible. W- with the way the Bears, you know, are kind of leaning towards Khalil Herbert as kind of their feature back. Right. That could be something. Uh, you know, even the two backs in San Francisco. You know, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. Two. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of them now that Chris McCaffrey seemingly is doing everything for that team now. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., who, hey, shout out mm-hmm. to uh, UNT. Go me green <laughs> alum right there. Uh, Jeff Wilson is the guy I really would like for this offense. He's a, a, a great downhill runner who has some good hands out of the backfield. Um and has stepped in before, obviously, for the Niners the last couple of years. When he's been called upon, he's been good. Right, right. Uh, one interesting guy, um, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, maybe too far down the road, but I'm kind of interested to see what the price would be for a guy like Elijah Mitchell. Now that you have That's McCaffrey fair. there. I mean, be I don't know. It'd be interesting what, what his price is. I mean, I think they would. I think the Saints would have to waive the, uh, what do you call it, the injury clause or whatever yeah. the hell they call it, because yeah. it's you can't trade injured players unless they approve it. So yeah, could happen. I, I wouldn't hate it. It's a couple weeks away until he's back, but uh, I, the market is out there for running backs, or the Saints could just stick to the approach of funking it up. <laughs> You knew that was coming. Yeah. Not again. And <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Howard to carry the level. We'll see. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens. You never know the NFL nowadays. You just really don't. Yeah. I mean, the trade deadline's kind of been 
dead the last couple of years, so I, I'm not like you know blowing my expectations out of proportion or anything at this point. You know, but if we get anyone, I'll blow it out of proportion. <laughs> but at least we could say the Saints are not going to be sellers. It looks like maybe God, it's it's hard to tell. Maybe maybe oh, not. It's really hard to tell. We're not selling Kamara. That, that much we do know. Again, I, don't say that. Don't, I don't know. Don't don't don't. I, no. Like I, it's not that I want to. It's just you're three and five, and the dude's twenty eight. Gonna be twenty eight here. So I, I get the logic behind it. I, I get at least fielding calls. Like I, I don't think you should unless you're getting some fucking wild package for him. But yeah, th- there's a feasibility to it. It's not something I would ever do if I was the GM at the moment. But I, I get where they're coming from. Yeah, because I mean, what was it, Glazer who reported Sunday that? Buffalo reached out, mm-hmm. and we shut it down. I believe they used the word "debuffed" them. <laughs> yeah, they immediately said, um, "What a weird word." No, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, it will. I'm curious to see what pans out. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, the Saints will play Monday night against the Ravens this week. We'll yep. get into a preview of that game uh, later on as the week uh, wraps up. So. Uh, Jerry, I think that's the wrap up today, man. I'm glad to be here. It's we really need to win this next game. Is my final point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just you've won one, so now my expectations are high. So well, don't ruin them. You know, and with you being three and five, you kind of dug a hole to where the the wild card, you know, is probably out of the picture right now, unless the Giants just completely flop and yeah. you know they come back to reality, Possible. which is fair, but. You're gonna have to likely win the division, which is going to also mean you're going to have to likely, you know, win the majority of your next game. So every loss will count just as much as everybody win as every win. For sure. So um I think it's to wrap it up wrap that up today, sir. Any last thoughts uh besides we have to win next week? (laughs) (sighs) When even is the trade deadline? Is that tomorrow? Tuesday, yeah. At four. Well, we'll have something to talk about one way or another. <laughs> I, I hope we can sell a couple people and just get some pick value out of it. Cause hey, hey, we don't sell people. We have some dudes on this roster that are... Well, sell them on the deadline. Like Callaway, Deontay, I mean, some of these guys you can probably get a couple picks for. We do not sell people, sir. Yeah, that's a fair point. We, I would we, hope not. We trade. There's a difference. Yes. Well, I mean, in, in the case... <laughs> of uh oh who was it it was the cavaliers and oh shoot there was some player who got got traded for cash considerations and they used it on a fax machine and i can't remember ah uh, yes you're right so you technically i guess you can in the nfl but or, or brock osweiler at that yep who who was it now it's bothering me was it jetty osmond now it's bothering me I'm just going to look up a player who got traded for a ca- uh, fax, fax machine. machine. <laughs> who was this? I cannot remember. It was Kyle Korver. That's who it was. That's he got traded for a right. copying machine. That Kyle Korver. Why Kyle? The man was a sniper. <laughs> it's the so order. weird. Hey, yeah, he got was... traded for like $200,000 or something. I think that's what it was. Sheesh. It was pretty funny. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to happen. 
<laughs> okay, so I think on that note, we're going to wrap it up here, Jeremy. Uh, as always, <laughs> folks, I appreciate the listens and support. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you find your podcasts at. And uh, until later this week, you're going home with the Saints and Sinners podcast.